welcome back to the Kings of Whiteheart Lane podcast. We've had a bit of a Christmas break just because couldn't be bothered uh, doing a podcast over Christmas. We've missed a lot, but a lot has happened. There's been like um, one, two, three, four, five matches since we mass- last made a podcast. So uh, lots to go over. But this is quite different since we have a third. That's, that's right. A third guest on the podcast. It is a Liverpool fan. Boo! It is Marmaduke Reynolds, also known as Mark Wolf. How are you? How are you, Jay? Thanks for having me on. Ah. I'm a fan of the pod. <laughs> I'm sure you're one of our 15 listeners. Dream <laughs> <laughs> come true for one of the listeners. I'm glad I won the prize to come on this podcast today. <laughs> on Mega Wish Foundation. Right? I was literally about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard, for fuck's sake. <laughs> the mentally challenged. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is this is actually uh, this is a work experience kid, uh, Mark. Wolf. Uh, he's actually eighteen. Uh, eighteen so years. He's a boy. He's a boy, an eighteen, a twenty-seven-year-old boy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess I, I know this is a Tottenham podcast, but since you are a Liverpool fan, we will get to the Tottenham Liverpool preview in the second half of the podcast. So I figured we do maybe. 10 or 15 minutes on uh, all those matches, if that's bearable for you, Marmaduke. Absolutely, yeah. Go Is for it bearable for, me, for bearable for us? I know, that's the thing. It's been pretty shit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, on the eve of the Chelsea game, Toby <laughs> Alderweireld, he signed a new contract, which is great news. But uh, ever since then, it's been how many games we've played? We've played five games, lost to Chelsea 2-0. So, yeah, all downhill. Pretty drab, uninspiring performances. Not really kind of making you positive about the Jose Mourinho era going forward, uh, just in terms of how the kind of the bounce has gone from his initial appointment. And now you're thinking, was it already worth it? Should Pochettino have just stayed here? And that's just my kind of initial reaction to how the past few weeks have gone, just because the style of football definitely has uh, become less entertaining, in my own opinion. Like, what do you think of Jose Mourinho right now, as we stand just of all the games that he's managed, what do you think of him? Me, Me? or Mark? Me. If you could answer at the exact same time, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, I'll let you take the first one. Okay, thanks, Mark. Um, you know what, James? I think we called it on the podcast uh, a couple of podcasts ago where we said, yeah, look, the start, people are getting very excited about the start of Mourinho, and we said, look, the start's been all right, but we haven't played big games uh, and in the one or two games, big games we played to that point, we've been really bad. And um, it seems now like that kind of new manager honeymoon has kind of just come right back. And what we've seen in those big games, or now what we're seeing in every game, where we just look like we're just, are just we're so off the pace, we're so not bothered. Our, our little flicks, our little balls aren't working. Delhi's gone back to being like the exact same player he was under Poch, like a shadow of his former self. Um, I really like at a loss to kind of say what's wrong because this feels like nobody on the pitch cares. Um, even somebody like Kane, who obviously I and we absolutely love, like he he just doesn't seem at it. I know he's injured now, and um, yeah, it's just it seems everything's just going going wrong at the, the exact worst moment. Yeah, like and like even as an outsider. Mark, what do you what do you think of Tottenham in the last few weeks? Are you impressed? Do you do you feel like they're a shadow of a team that they were like in the it's last it, couple of years? It's interesting because obviously with you know watching games, especially because of you guys, I think we watched the Wolves, 
part, obviously not the bright one that was on Stevens's day again. I think about he won that. I wasn't. I didn't watch it there, but two one. Oh yeah, we were terrible against Brighton. Yeah, I mean, like if you lost that, you're talking you're talking one point from twelve games. I mean, this is Tottenham side. I still can't get over it. This is Tottenham side who were a Champions League finalist, obviously against Liverpool in the start of June, uh, looking less than eight months ago, and they're just a shadow of the team. It's kind of like sad to be honest, because I always feel like we kind of like Liverpool kind of looked to get their first goal, and obviously then we went on to win it. And if maybe it was reversed, you know, if, say Tottenham won the Champions League, would they have maybe gone on done Liverpool this year? And Liverpool would have been the opposite, but you never know. Anyway, but going on the form of recently, I think, yeah, I mean, lost to Chelsea. Um, you drew with Norwich there the other day. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? There was a fourth one. Did you we know? lost to Southampton. That was it. Yeah. Jesus. I was watching that That's game. That's where Kane got injured. Yeah, that was, that was a great I, game, actually. Uh, lose two players for about three months minimum. So that was not even, we didn't even win the game and we lost two key players for like the rest of the Who season. Was the other here. Uh, Sissoko was out until Sissoko. April. Yeah, oh, he's surgery. You I mean, MCL. Like, oh, fuck. I, oops, sorry. I'm not sure if it's a cursing pod. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you. it's kind of like bad for Liverpool in a way. I know we'll talk about it later, but, like, you guys obviously need to win this game on Saturday. Like, because if you can't, like, not afford to... Where are you guys now in the league? Like, you're at eighth? You know, you're sixth or seventh. Sixth, right? aren't we? Six, six, yeah. Yeah. I, I now have Sky. I have all the tabs open because I'm oh, such. Geez, I've done all the research. Professional. Joe, you know Mark, though, I think yeah. um, what you're saying there, I think, um, uh, yeah, sorry to cut across you, but I think the more we, you mentioned the Champions League final, the more time goes by, that looks like an absolute fluke. Like, yeah. just, it's just completely not, not that it wasn't deserved, but it's just. I think you're Completely. It was nowhere yeah. near effective of where we were. And no, paper no. over a lot of cracks. And, um, yeah, we were by no means the second best team in Europe last season or anywhere close to it. No, like in that Champions League run, like we in the Man City game, like we we scored the goals, obviously, but we were so fortunate. Like if if that game went on for another 10 minutes, I think City would have gone through like they're such a far better team than us. And the Ajax game, you could probably say we only showed up in the second half of the second leg and across the two games and again Ajax very unlucky really harsh on them because I thought their, their style of football was amazing last season and, mm. and they probably deserved to get to a final ahead of us based on like they set Europe alight really they beat Real Madrid and, and everything so impressive as well I think yeah yeah way yeah. like yeah it's impressive but yeah no it just feels at the moment like like I think What's... yeah Luke you're totally right about um, like last season getting to the final that was a completely it was papering over the cracks and we have been really poor for a good, like, 11 months now. And just the midfield, I'm just really sick of watching big games at the minute when we play and just how much better the other teams are than us. Even a Chelsea team coming into a game on such a bad run of form and they completely outclass us away from home. And we look like a complete, like, mediocre team and that we're really struggling to even compete with these guys whenever a couple of years ago we were like really up there and we look like a proper team so it's it's a bit kind of demoralizing at the minute because it just feels like we're in an in a cycle now where we're probably gonna have to rebuild and all our best players are aging and maybe a bit injury prone and i think aging or aging (laughs) 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 we won so far but uh yeah our fan base is is every Um, do you think, lads, now, what, is there anything like pinpoint? Obviously, you've had a few injuries here and then. K now being injured there is a real bad one. But do you think, like, 
Laurie obviously injured. Is it like Who? the fact that Laurie's sorry, Laurie, Laurie Laurie, driver. Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> that Laurie driver down the M2. Uh, no, but like, what the hell has happened? I know like the whole Ericsson thing's gone up in smoke and you probably should have sold him this summer, but you can't just blame it on Ericsson because he hasn't really played this year. Um, Ali obviously been on off form. Kane's been, you know, he scored, what's he scored? 12 goals this season? He's done pretty well. I mean, like, yeah. is it the fullbacks? Is it definitely fullbacks? I think his centre backs have underperformed. Yeah, compared to last year. But they're underperformed, but they're also in a really bad position where they're just, the fullbacks are defending really poorly and whoever's playing field Yeah, exactly. So they're getting a clean run at their centre backs all the time. Um, it's interesting you mentioned the injuries actually because Liverpool have a pretty good injury record. I think they're. Um, they're, uh, they're you do though, that's uh, a good thing. Oh, we have like six out uh, injured. Yeah, but you're like you're you tend to play the same team all the time and over the last number of years you haven't really had that many <laughs> oh, serious injuries. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I know like the, the, the head of menace or whatever it's called at Liverpool is um really like well regarded and he's actually leaving Liverpool now to become oh, take he? a take a role in FIFA, I think, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, but he's supposed to be like absolutely brilliant for for what he's doing with um like just kind of Preventing uh, injuries. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, like or managing those little niggles that don't become big injuries. And it seems like, I don't know, I don't know, because we don't even overwork our players, especially on the pot. We rotate it so much, but yet still we get these injuries. It's weird. It's it's so interesting to mention Liverpool not getting too many big injuries because it's so weird because Liverpool's game is the, you know, the Gagan press, um, you know, part whatever that sounds like. But, you know, it's like, you know, get at, <laughs> get, get at the players. You see the fun three for Mino, um, Salah, man, I know, I know it's just talking about Spurs, but like, they're always, always running. Like, how are they never injured? You know, and they're always playing. You're right. We used to keep mm. the same eleven as best we can, unless there's a big injury like Fabinho or something. Um, how are they not get injured? Maybe you're right. It's in sports science. Maybe maybe it's a steroid thing. Who knows? Maybe it's a, maybe they're all on steroids and we're going to win the league, but then um, get taken <laughs> taken off us. Um, question. I'll be guys. so Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> no, are we in Champions fucking, League then? Do we? I have waited thirty years <laughs> and I'm only twenty. <laughs> um, do you think? Now, let's put this out there now. Do you think the new stadium has anything to do with the form? Is in like the hype? It's been like got this brand new stadium, and it's like, do you think you know they're not used to it? They prefer Wembley, White Hart Lane. That, that's um, what the bad form's coming into. Or I definitely I, think they prefer Wembley anyway. Yeah, no. The, the one thing that I would say is that if it was a question of getting the new stadium right now or reinvesting back into the squad a couple of years ago, I think we'd definitely be in a stronger position and we probably would have won a league title because I think, like, you probably won't agree, Mark, but <laughs> I think if you were to actually look at the past couple of seasons, like, Tottenham collected the most league points over a two-year period. We finished, like, second and, and third two years in a row and we were probably the best team in the country. It's just like we couldn't get like that extra investment like we had a really good team and we were just missing like one or two key signings whereas like you go you mm. guys go out and buy like Alisson and Van, um, Van Dijk, Van Dijk. Yeah. and like and then you win the Champions League and you're probably going to win the league this year so, so I feel like buying the league is that uh, you, yeah nah, are nah. you buying the league two players um, not to mention you sold Coutinho there for 140 million pretty much recouping anything well, we spent and we also, talk, this is a, this is a gross only show. We don't talk about. I was talking, only. mate. Anyway, and we're also you're also talking to a Liverpool fan who obviously just lost the league by one point only seven months ago. So you know, you, I know you were very close. And was it 15, 16? Less the year Leicester won a Tottenham were up there, and they really were chasing them up. 
Um, and then was it the year after Man City won yeah, it. Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea won it with Conte, That's and yes, yeah, we yeah. we won. What was it? We had it was our last season at White Hart Lane, and we won seventeen out of nineteen home games and drew the other two. Like, so we were like a seriously good team back then. We we got eighty eight points or something like that. Yeah. We got 98 last year and didn't win the league, so... Um. Yeah. I, I, have a question for, I have a question for you, Mark, as yes. a, uh, a, massive, a massive Liverpool fan. Oh, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that, but yeah. A scout, well, Yeah, a diehard. Um, yeah. Yeah. But Liverpool, right, not very far mm. away from Dublin, very cheap flight, you can get tickets to games. Why yeah. haven't you been to a game if you're such a big fan? I have been to games. When like, was last time? In Anfield. Yeah. Jeez, I feel like you guys are like Ku Klux and me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been. To, this is this is a big. I will be going this year. I will be. Oh yeah, cut that bit. Mate. I will be going this year at some stage. Anfield. I try to get tickets there for the Champions League game. It's it's actually it's, it's very hard to get tickets unless you're. Of course, it's home. hard to get tickets for the Champions League though. But no, no, no. Like even even Premiership one. games. Um, Those games like, don't exist. It's Premier League. But that's why that's why I'm going over to the Tottenham. The Tottenham. I mean, I'm, I don't see Liverpool maybe play at home, but I've seen them play in you know Wembley and White and White Hart Lane before. Normally it's Tottenham games. But yeah, no, you're right. I should be. The last time I was going to this was gonna be and actually, uh, it was a while ago. Can you believe it? I was 2003 against Man City. Wow. Yeah, last time I was in Anfield, 2003. Um, Good that we have um, Liverpool's biggest see, fan on the line today. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you guys orchestrated this and just like coerced me into like saying that. But um, no, this no, is I all mean, this is all consensual on this like, podcast. It's like what they say about you know massive you know religious heads. You know you don't have to go to church to you know worship. You can worship in your own way. And I worship here in Dublin. You know, um, you guys are lucky to have season tickets, and you can go to any game you want. But you know, I, I do regret I haven't gone to many many games. Um, in, in Anfield and I will I will want to rectify that we're trying to me and a few of my friends other local friends are trying to get a game like maybe like a, a Newcastle or like a I don't know like a West Ham game or something. maybe a lower lower team season to get tickets for but you know it's um Arsenal. on the cards yeah Arsenal yeah Tottenham Tottenham I don't want to be <laughs> want to beat them at home shit we've actually beaten every single team we've played against this year except for Man U away so it's kind of tough I mean you know like I'd love, I'd love to see them win Anfield because yeah, they actually lost that game. I went to Anelka scored in the last minute for Man City. Anyway, move on. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, that's like that's 15 minutes in. So uh, I guess we haven't really spoken much about Tottenham. I don't think at all. Yeah, we can talk. We can talk I think talk for two interchangeably is a good idea because like it's yeah, a yeah. different perspective. Because it's can we just talk to them, you guys, and you guys circle jerking each other, and you know it's nice to have a bit of. Um, Differentiation to the podcast, I guess. What's the opposite of a circle jerk? Because that's exactly what we do. It's like a, <laughs> argue, a, argue, gang, a, gang, a gang, a gang beating of like Tottenham. Basically, we like gather around Tottenham, beat them with baseball bats until well, like, we're like. I'd love to hear you guys talk like objectively about Tottenham, as in like well, where. Like, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. To be fair, we started off the yeah. podcast saying how awful we are. <laughs> No, I think when you started off, um, they were winning, and you just got Mourinho, and you were doing well. But, like, where do you see Tottenham obviously finishing this year? Like, you could easily still probably get top four, right, if you start winning. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably right now, I'd say they'll finish outside of the top four, just as 
because of like how badly we're playing in those big games and just our midfield and now the injuries completely forgetting that like we're gonna be without Kane for the next three months basically and then well Sissoko like he's not that important really <laughs> like I think we'll have other players to to cover him but just in terms of our midfield being so bad like we need every player that we can get really mm. so depending on what we do in January like hopefully we'll make a couple of signings whether or not they they're loan signings with um there's talk of us signing Max Ahrens from Norwich as a right back but then loaning him back immediately which yeah is a good idea on paper for next season but I think we if we have any intention of getting into the Champions League this year we have to actually add players in the next couple of weeks yeah no I think you're right I think you definitely need to buy another striker because I think apart from Lucas and Son who aren't really like out and out strikers like Kane you just have Troy Parrott can put in that thing there there it is Uh, (laughs) and he's obviously a young promising Irishman and I hope he does you given his chance but he's definitely not a guy you know you play you'd start out you know against Liverpool or a Man U or whatever even at West Ham so you need to would you go out do you think and buy an out and out striker like a quality I don't know have you been linked with anyone I haven't really heard too much Mitrovic Mitrovic yeah I've seen one or two links with Giroud as well Giroud he'd actually be alright Giroud for you guys yeah I was actually thinking like I'd be up for that like Chelsea were going to, they wouldn't, they send him, he wouldn't be rough enough to move house, which would be handy for <laughs> And yeah, uh, what was it at that? So yeah, where, where is like, um, sorry, I'll cut this bit. Out. <laughs> what can, <laughs> what can Spurs expect maybe for the rest of the season? Do you think we'll win like the FA Cup, Champions League? No. That's obviously going to happen. No. <laughs> you, you, you can get Champions League. You never know. You never know. Yeah, I, that's the thing. You, is um it's Dortmund you have is there a shock? Uh, Leipzig or Leipzig that's the one sorry yeah so you can easily you honestly you get past Leipzig quarterfinals it's always a lottery so depending if you get a good look towards semi-finals and then you know what it's three games until you've won it so got a big experience from last year I mean Liverpool that's what Liverpool did they the two years ago they lost to Real Madrid and then what they did next year they go out and win it so I mean it's not it's not unfathomable and then but that Liverpool way, strengthened when they came back we're a much better team next year. Yeah, uh, Liverpool were also a lot better team when they got to that final than we were when we got to our final. Um, I, I just think I think oh, there's so many weak points in our team at the moment. There's no way um, I can see us winning anything. To be honest, no. uh, I I don't think we'll get top four either. Um, I think I you know, it's really annoying me these days, Lucas. I think Lucas is just I think Pochettino was right about him not being the starting player. He's been absolutely like rubbish in the last few weeks. Just yeah, he just he just gets like overrun in big games just like not even big games like it gets overrun in a lot of games it's like I think European football suits him sometimes and then Premier League football just doesn't suit him at all he just seems to be completely overrun his passing is really poor um, his first gets, touch is awful a lot of the time yeah his first touch is really poor uh, he makes the wrong decisions a lot of the time um, and like it's not helped by the way the other players are playing around him like Delhi has been so bad as we mentioned earlier but yeah, he's won as well, which just like the fact that he's been ever present in Mourinho's team kind of shows how much we're struggling for like foreign players and um, like, yeah, like a cohesive like squad at the moment. Yeah, definitely. And just looking ahead to the Tottenham Liverpool game, oh, we probably could start off with a, a prediction or like all three of us are going actually on the Saturday. So, Mark, I think I you're see. probably going to have to do a lot of. Um, Keeping quiet when you're celebrating because I I can't see <laughs> Liverpool not winning this game with everything uh, our form our injuries and the way you're playing like it, it's it could be a very 
a bad day. It could be a very bad day. I've um, yeah, it's, I can't. I actually can't wait because this is the first time Liverpool are in such good form going into Tottenham um, Liverpool game. I've actually never. I think I've been with TJ five or six times, and the only two years I wasn't able to go, they won. And I've actually never seen Liverpool win at um, at, at Tottenham at home. It's in away to Tottenham. I've seen them. I think lose three or four times. I remember that four 0 drubbing, and yeah. the, rest were, the rest were draws. So this would be typical me being like a bad omen going there and. You know, talking about their injuries, their bad form, their current position, and Liverpool obviously the complete opposite. <laughs> For Tottenham to go and win, like something like two one or three two, I could easily see that happen. So I'm gonna downplay it and say um, a two all draw. I think you'll take some points off us, but we won't. I don't. Hopefully, we won't lose. Um, well, well, Mark, James and I have been to I think maybe <laughs> ten games together at this stage. I think we've seen like two goals or something in that entire yeah. time and one win. Oh my god! It's, it's, Who did we beat that. again? It's, Who did we beat? We beat somebody in like the first game of the season. Uh, or was it really? Aston Villa. Aston no, no, we no, weren't together no. for that. Oh, you weren't there. No. Uh, I don't, have we seen a win you, this year? I don't think so. We have seen a win this year because we came to Newcastle and we lost that. Yeah. Um, I think I think the win nice. we've seen in the last <laughs> kind of calendar year was City in the Champions League one yeah. 0 oh, nice. Yeah. I can't think of another game we've seen together that we've won. No, no. Like, I went with Rollins to the Burnley game. That's the only game Ooh, I've seen. Shout out to Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> that's, her, that's the only game. She's listening. She'll listen to oh, the first 30 seconds. That podcast was great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, like, pff, we just have such a terrible record. But hopefully, you're going to jinx it, Mark, and we might not lose this somehow. Oh, I'd love if Liverpool just absolutely killed you, like eight nil or something like that. But I don't see any that like that happen. We actually um, have a full strength team, barring Fabinho, Milner, like as in like starting eleven. I think it's just Fabinho who would have started. Um, and it'd be a much changed side to the Everton team, and they'd be rested. So it, it all looks quite positive. They've both teams have had all week to you know train and and unwind and everything. So we'll see. I mean, it is Mourinho. Um, he knows he'll get results, and he knows he'll get results against Liverpool. Especially so, I'm kind of worried because, um, like with Man City, you know what you're gonna get. Man, you're pretty shit this year. Leicester, we kind of went through them, but Tottenham games always kind of like even last year was it the two all one at Anfield, and then well, we won the other one. But I think you guys, he's always something about these games that's like, you know, quite even in terms of. It, I think form kind of goes out of out of question these games. You know what I mean? I don't know what you guys think. Mm. You guys are obviously negative at the moment. But I'm just so. If you were to beat, if you were to beat, say you beat Liverpool three two and it's like last minute goal by Son or something, like that would just kickstart your season. To be honest, you go out and win, you know, six in the trot, and you'd be up to fourth. Nah. No. It's well, like it, it depends. Like if it was like a game where we actually deserved to win, or it was somehow that we scraped it. But yeah you'd hope so that if we did manage to win that we'd put together a few wins but I think our fixture list is actually pretty tough now I think um, I think we have Chelsea away soon I think Arsenal are coming to Tottenham soon enough um, if that's right yeah but like we've got our tough away games out of the way for the season so you'd hope that like at some point our home form will click if we kind of get a settled team together I just really think that we we have to get that midfield sorted and maybe address the fullbacks in January. But I think the midfield, if if Ndombele can keep fit, because I think there was a turning point where like we were watching the Norwich game together 
and Ndombele was actually unbelievable in that game and that was like potentially like the start of something and then like I know we I knew we drew against um, against Norwich but then in the Southampton game I think Ndombele goes off injured after like about half an hour he's just picking up injuries way too fast at the minute and we we can't really deal with it at the minute because our, our midfield is just really weak so yeah, just I don't think we'll be able to com- kind of compete with the the energy that your midfielders will have on the weekend. Like I know you have a few injuries, but like Oxide Chamberlain, like he's mm, back, yeah, yeah, and like the Arsenal connection as well. So he'll be up for it and like playing well against them um, at the new stadium for the first time and everything. I wonder if he'll start. Though. I think Kader's going to start. Kader's kind of been looking good the last few games he's played. Um, he kind of more he's more yeah kind of just sits in front of Wijnaldum and Henderson. Um. I want to give a shout out to Jordan Henderson. He's been absolutely phenomenal. So people don't give him enough credit. He's actually so underrated. Um, if you watch Liverpool games, he's been quality. He was a man on the match in the was it Wolves? I think it was our last game. No, Sheffield United last week. Yeah, absolutely bossed it two 0 um, You know, I'm a, the thing is Liverpool recently. I don't know if you noticed big change in the last kind of six games compared to the rest of the year. We've been keeping clean sheets. We've had six. I think six clean sheets in a row. So that's another positive as well. So like, you're gonna have to get past the back four. And, and obviously our full-backs then going forward. Um, and the thought of um, the thought of like the Liverpool kind of attackers pressing the Spurs fans and, and Gazaniga <laughs> is actually terrifying. Oh, I feel God. like we're in for a long day. Thank God he's so handsome. My big hope for this, my my big hope for this game is just that we get through it without Mark jumping up and celebrating <laughs> in the Tottenham Man Stadium. I know, honestly, I've been thinking about that for the past couple of days. <laughs> I'm worried about it that we're somehow going to get our season tickets like ripped yeah. up in front of us. And no, yeah. I promise, I promise, uh, I I put like a, a muzzle on myself or something. I cover my mouth and I just, I just take frequent trips to the bathroom or something to, or just pretend uh, like I got my exam results again, maybe. But bear in mind, we have to sit there every week, so we have to face the consequences of Mark's actions. So, yeah, please behave, Mark. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll try it. I will. I will. Best behavior. Scouts on it. I suppose, like, drawing to the end of this podcast, I suppose Klopp, having won the Champions League last season, he's in his fifth season now with Liverpool. Uh, and- yeah. You could make the comparison. I think we went to uh, Klopp's first game in charge of Liverpool. It was against Tottenham at White Hart Lane. Uh, 1-0, I believe. Uh, 1-1. Yeah, yes, yes. Daniel Rose equalised for us after James Milner scored a penalty. Yes, that's correct. Great memory. Great memory. memory. Uh, Picture book memory. What a day. (laughs) You looked very nice that day. Yeah, there's actually, if you look online, (laughs) for, for the 15 listeners, if you look up... Klopp Pochettino articles from like 2015. Mm. Just go through all your, all your regular outlets, media outlets, and then go to the really crap ones, and you should see us in the middle of some picture of Klopp and Pochettino. Yeah. And we're we're having it's a great time. We're, yeah. we're just admiring our managers at the time and our dad. We were, you know, we were catching up. We hadn't seen each other in a long time. So it had been a few months at that stage. So we haven't we're having a ball of a time. <laughs> <laughs> The question was, um, <laughs> so yeah, I suppose his effect has really come into fruition this season on the back of the Champions League win, yeah. and you guys are pretty much invincible. Like Jose Mourinho even said during the week that he 
regards Liverpool as the best team in the world right now. You couldn't disagree with that, like based yeah. off everything that's going. So think, what, what do you yeah. think has been the the biggest difference between Klopp kind of making everything click for him at Liverpool as opposed to Pochettino no longer being at Tottenham? What, why do you think Klopp has been so successful in the last season and a half? Um, I think, well, first of all, I don't think Pochettino's side. I think he was doing, this had a few bad results, but, you know, I really admired and respected Pochettino. I thought he was a great manager. Kind of like Klopp in that time. They came around the same time. They're both, they gave kind of youth a chance and they set up their team similarly enough. And obviously, by the final last year. But I think Klopp, what he's done is he kind of came into Liverpool in 15 then. He knew straight away that that year we weren't doing too well. Look, try to just get top four, which he did, and build on from there. And then a year later, uh, you know, do better in the Champions League, maybe get higher in the league, um, which we did. And then it was, it was always going to be a five-year plan, I think. And I think at the fifth year, ironically, was to win the Premier League, uh, which hopefully will happen. I know it's only January, early January. Uh, barring a few slips the next few games, because we got a couple, tough couple of games coming up. We obviously got Tottenham away, Manu at home, and then West Ham away, which is always a tough place for Liverpool to go. That's kind of our bogey team. Last year we drew there, and it started that kick started like the whole Man City fucking fourteen wins in a row and leapfrogging us. But anyway, um, <laughs> I think Klopp really what he does is you see it every game. He just the, the players just want to play for him so well, so much, and the players know if they don't give a hundred percent, they'll be getting the talking to from Klopp and. He's bought well. I mean, he he maybe I don't know. I think it's Liverpool. Um, uh, the the backroom like the guys. Who's the guy who buys the players? Klopp tells him to buy the players like Van Dijk and Addison. He gets them. It kind of just works. Whereas I think Tottenham, there's a lot of kind of like bar- barriers in terms of what like Daniel Levy will spend, the salaries the players will get, and it's just kind of like Liverpool like, they just give them what they should deserve to give. Spend the money if it needs to be like spend sixty three million. On Allison spend, you know, what is it, 78 million on, on Van Dyke? If they're going to be quality players and potential Ballon d'Or winners, it doesn't really matter, especially, you know, that they could price, to be honest, they're worth double that now, both easily. Um, I think it's everything's kind of just gelled together really, really well. And yeah, again, like Luke was saying, not too many net massive injuries apart from Oxlade Chamberlain for like, he was there for a year. Everyone kind of forgets that. And he's a big, yeah. another good signing we made. I think every signing we've made has been really, really good. We've had no flop signings, whereas before, like in the kind of Wendy Rogers, going back to even Roy Hodgson, like all our players absolutely felt like Balotelli, Aquilani. You remember him? Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, like Benteke, like loads of terrible players. We've just, I think we've kind of lucky. Started off with Salah, and seventeen or eight, yeah, seven, uh, somewhere seventeen was it or somewhere eighteen? Uh, seventeen. I think he's been there a while now. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, it actually started off with um, Firmino uh, from Hoffenheim. That was an unreal buy. People, no, no, no one knew who he was. He's absolutely instrumental to our team at the moment. If he was to be left out, you'd see Mane and Salah not score as many goals. And Mane, obviously, another great buy from Southampton for a cup price. I think it was like 30 million or something. Like So no one else is really going for him. I think Liverpool identify these players well in advance. They have a really good talent team. And then, like we were saying, the backroom staff to help cut with the injuries but another one good sign we've, we, we we saw a bit of on Sunday against Everton was uh, Minamino the Japanese winger yeah he's supposed to, against 7 million if he even scores a goal or two this year it gets you know maybe a, a win when comes off the bench when we're about to draw like that'd be just you know that's that, that's money money's well spent there already so I think Tottenham need to kind of look at Liverpool in a way as like what can we replicate something like that but also do better, obviously, because Liverpool, the thing with Klopp now is he signed a new deal, he's there to 2024, 
he rarely leaves before. So we're hoping now get another four years from him. Like he's not well, hopefully not gonna back down. I know Man City are gonna restrengthen Manuel back Arsenal, maybe under Arteta. But Tottenham need to make sure they're not gonna be, you know, left behind like like Arsenal kind of this year in terms of next few years, I think. because um, it, it, it time changes so quickly. You can see Leicester now back at it. Quality team. I know Jay, you're a really big fan of uh, the Leicester team and yeah. Madison. Um obviously Vardy's doing really well. Um and was it FX Chilwell and who's the guy, Ricardo? They're very good. Ricardo, yeah. Like Ricardo Ricardo Pereira. Yeah. Yeah. He'd uh, he'd be a great signing for us, actually. (laughs) Yeah, there was rumors before this kind of transfer window, but um, I haven't heard anything recently. He's a a top player. Yeah, he's really good. I've had him in my fantasy football team for years because he was, for ages, he was a defender on fantasy football, but basically he played like a, more like a winger for... um, for uh, for Leicester for ages, so it was like he was a really good boy. So yeah, I'm satisfied for him. Yeah, like I think the the biggest point you made there, Mark, was just the success of Liverpool signings. Like I think Tottenham, it's not like they didn't ex- in uh, invest this summer. I think they spent close to 100 million. Like you had in Dombele, 65 million. Lacelso, it's a loan deal, but we're actually negotiating to make that permanent at the minute. And then we had Sessegnon as well, so yeah. that was like 30 million. So we did we did spend money, but I just think that whereas like Liverpool, all their signings hit the ground running, no injury issues or anything. Mm. In Dombele, you can see the quality that he has, and I think he will eventually become a really good player for us if he stays fit. Um Lacelso hasn't really been given a chance. I, I think there's a player there as well, but for for whatever reason, Mourinho and Pochettino didn't think that he's ready for the Premier League uh to start in games, but Given our injury situation at the minute, I'm hoping that he might start at the weekend. And then Sessegnon, uh, it's interesting, even at the minute, he's playing left-back. I think Danny Rose has completely um, left the mind of Mourinho as a starting player for us. And I think he's he's putting his fate in Sessegnon at left-back, which probably isn't working out the best for us at the minute because I think Sessegnon as a defender right now is pretty naive and he, he's lacking a bit of confidence at the minute because I think that uh, that debut goal that he had against Bayern Munich in the Champions League that's where he's at his best where like he doesn't necessarily have responsibility and um, going back the pitch and like hopefully like he'll kind of re- rediscover that confidence and and kind of show his best form because I think there's a player there as well all those players that we signed given time will be big players for us so it's not all negative but I think there is a lot of room for improvement at Tottenham at the minute do you think you need like a marquee signing? Like, I don't think it's gonna happen in January, but you think, like, not a bit like Gareth Bale's obviously was ringing around a month ago, not really ringing around at the moment, but he's obviously a holder. Do you think you need someone like that just to kind of, I don't know, get the other players in check again? Because, yeah, like, I don't know if right now is the time for a marquee signing. I think probably the more glamorous signings or unglamorous signings of a defensive midfielder or a fullback are far more important for us right now because I think we'll we'll always score goals with the players that we have going forward but I just think our team is a complete mess at the minute there's just massive holes with defensive midfielder being the key one and then the fullback so until we address that I don't think we can achieve anything really yeah I think it just like it's pretty obvious in terms of like you're just losing too many games I mean I think Against like like team like Southampton, they're a good good form. Like you shouldn't be losing to Southampton. Shouldn't be losing like 
I think we, they, Mourinho really probably didn't, he probably underestimated the, the task that was at hand. You know, obviously, if they thought Poch has lost the dressing room, maybe bring Mourinho in. And yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I think the likes to say Son and Lucas, um, Lucas Mora aren't as good as they were last year. Maybe they just had a really, really good season. I don't know. They need to keep up that consistency. But what do you guys make of, obviously, Ericsson? Do you think he's going to leave in January? It's Inter Milan, I heard. Um, they're doing really well as well, actually. So, yeah. Yeah, like, what do you think, Luke? Just to, to give you a bit of airtime, because <laughs> I've been speaking for the past while. <laughs> um, well, yeah, there was a thing on Sky Sports a while ago. It looked like that Ericsson was almost a sure thing. Sky Sports reporting that, like, he was in... He was going to be in Milan, basically, to do his medical and sign a contract that evening. And then a day or two later, he was playing for us against Southampton and, uh, sorry, against Middlesbrough, uh, playing awfully as well. Um, uh, I've kind of wanted to get rid of Ericsson for so long. I just think players like him with the R2D has just, it's just so bad for the entire squad. I think there's a few players in Tottenham, like you mentioned, Danny Rose. I know, like, the last game he played was in, um, Wyatt Lane against uh, oh, who was against? Uh, I think it was Chelsea it might have been Chelsea actually yeah he came um, on as a sub against Chelsea with like 15 yeah. minutes to go yeah and there was photos of him like out in the pitch for like half an hour an hour after the game and it was almost like he was saying goodbye and I was kind of like hopeful he was saying goodbye because um, I just would love it just to be a call of that kind of attitude in the squad uh, yeah I don't think Ericsson will go now because of the injuries we've had in midfield and it puts us in a difficult position. I think Ericsson probably doesn't want to leave at January when he can leave in the summer for a, a bigger kind of um, personal contract in the summer. So I'd say unfortunately we'll keep hold of him until the summer and then he'll go for free somewhere else. I, I hope, personally I hope now, it sounds better, I hope he doesn't get to go to Real Madrid or um, like a big club like that like he wanted to. I hope he ends up going to kind of a just like a, an average German or Italian club or something like that um, I'm just so fed up with his attitude and like the amount of money he's on uh, I know he says there's more and he probably does but it's just to go out and pay that when like the fans are paying all this money every week to go and see you it's just so it's so frustrating yeah like like I think the move like say if he was to go to Inter Milan in January it's a bit like underwhelming for us as fans and for probably him in the end like I know he might get like a wage increase but really was it worth it for putting in no effort over the last like eight months and then getting that kind of move where you might win like the odd like Coppa Italia or something like they might win the league this year they're doing pretty well but Juventus generally kind of have been dominant in Italy for the past like decade or so yeah. so uh, yeah I'm, dis I'm really disappointed in Ericsson just the way that he's kind of down tools but, yeah, that, that was a good point you made, actually. Just given our injury crisis, he probably will end up staying just because it probably would potentially be more damaging for Tottenham if it uh, if it damaged our Champions League qualification hopes even more if we were to, to go a, a man lighter in midfield than we already are right now. Yeah, I'd agree with that, yeah. So, yeah, we're coming up to the 40-minute mark. This is by far the longest podcast we've done, <laughs> by 10 minutes, I'd say. Ooh, um, yeah. So, hope you enjoyed. Hope you uh, managed to even listen this far, <laughs> if you have. I know I will. I, I always re-listen to this, uh, and uh, sitting beside my mum, and it's always really good fun. Shout out to Anita. <laughs> 
delicious dinners. Out there, vegan. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to wrap this up anyway. So hope you enjoyed this podcast. And thanks, Mark, for joining us for this one and only time. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me, Jay. It was a dream come true. One of the best three ways I've ever had. and luke thank you as always for joining me as co-host as your job title suggests thank you jay um yeah i was a bit of an eeyore on this podcast down in jury but um yeah hopefully next week we'll be celebrating a liverpool win without mark on the pod Exactly. We, we, we can have another. Oh, wait, sorry. Bring around by five minutes. I'm going to say celebrating a Liverpool loss, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say Liverpool win. Scrams <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. You guys can talk about that. <laughs> cool. So, yeah. Wait for Saturday. Yep. Should be great. Up, you Spurs. So, Come on, you Spurs. Come on, Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you Spurs. We're the kings of